Uh, all right, guys. Well, I'm super excited uh, to get into the lesson this evening. I hope you are too. I hope you brought a Bible. We're gonna need it, bro. Uh, the title of the lesson is called "Walking with God." Walking with God. Uh, first things first, that you gotta know, it's not impossible. It seems like no doubt. We came to church. No, 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 no. It's not impossible, and it's not intimidating to know God. I think there's this. Uh, Thought, this idea that I hear that's very, very uh, bad. Mm. Um, the idea is God is so like incredible. He's so big. He's so awesome. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I could never know him. What? I could never understand him with my mind. Like I'm a tiny human. I, I, how could I? Yeah, of course. Of course. You're right. You'll never know God because you think you can't know God. If God is powerful and awesome, and he is then could he not communicate to us in a way oh. that we would get it? Oh. Okay, so it's not about our mind compared to his mind. This is about being ready to accept how God wants to be with us. Yeah, yeah. come on, bro. You know, I believe the number one way that God desires and, and he lets us know what he wants in a relationship is through the Bible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Some people are like, well, I think it's through prayer. Well, where do we know that we should pray? The Bible. From the Bible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the most widely taught false teachings. Oh, oh get it, bro. Is get it, get it. You know what? Only the pastor needs to know the Bible. Oh. I come in the church. The band and the singing better be good. I put some money in the tray as it goes by. Why? So that guy up there teaches me about the Bible. And it better be funny. It better be interesting. And he better not be wrong, even though I have no way to check it, because I don't even read my own Bible. Oh! Right? It's so sad. You know, the NIV translation, the Bible is written at an 8th grade reading level. Yeah. That means I can read. Right? You know, some of us can be like, oh, I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't get a degree. I'm not a master's Bible theology exegesis hermeneutics student of the Bible. No, anything. All I about the Bible. No, you're faithless and you're doubting. Woo! You need to stop because God wants to be yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 Everyone can get to know God. Yeah. My first point oh. is that God desires to walk with us. Come on, bro. God Come on, bro. desires to walk with us. Genesis chapter 3. I hope you guys are there. I think I said it when it started. Mm -hmm. um, if not, Genesis chapter 3. Come on, bro. We're there. Now, a little bit of a context here. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 shows how God created everything. Yeah. All of creation. And God also created the first two people, a guy named Adam, and of course, a woman named Eve. Mm. And so let's pick up Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. Mm. Come on, bro. The Bible says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden, yeah. in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to man, where are you? An incredible passage of scripture. Yeah. If you know the story, right? God places man and woman inside this paradise, inside this garden, Eden. And there, all of their needs were met. They had companionship, relationship, friendship, food, sunlight. They had everything they needed mm -hmm. because God is good. Yeah. yeah. It actually uh -huh. says in verse 8, 
that God came down. The God. You know, people are like, what if God just came down and showed us all? He'd be, you know, that he's real. He used to do that. Yeah. With Adam and Eve. He used to come down in the cool of the day. You ever like when the weather's just right, sunny but not hot, cool breeze? Yes. And you go, you take a walk in the park, and you're just like, nice 75. This is it. God used to do that. I said, he wouldn't just come down and take a walk in the park. He would come down. He would ask the question, oh man, oh woman, Adam and Eve, where are you? I've come down to walk with you. I've come down to be with you. I've come down to see my creation, my sons. And my daughters. Mm, that's awesome, bro. I believe it was the best part of his day. Yeah. I believe that God, an a, a infinite being, I mean, think about it. God doesn't even exist inside of time. Yeah. He can't. God is eternal, so time doesn't apply to him. Yeah. He's outside of time. He's outside of space. He's outside of matter. He sees the beginning from the end. He opens his mouth. He creates stars and universes, galaxies. He's so smart that he created a planet that would give us life, a planet that we breathe out carbon dioxide, and that everything else around us needs carbon dioxide to live. But then all those plants and trees give out what? Oxygen. And that system has kept humans alive for thousands upon thousands, if not millions of years. Yeah. It's a perfectly designed and balanced world. God. Come on, bro. And he just wants to be with us. Come on, bro. You know, God gave Adam and Eve one thing to do. To listen to his word. Their Bible was actually one sentence. There's a tree in the middle of the garden. Oh, yeah. Don't eat from it. Right. That was it. The whole Bible, imagine, like, to get to know God, you just kind of know that one sentence. And not just know it, do it. Oh, right. oh yeah. wild, huh? Oh, wow. Wild. That's it. All they had to do. One tree, don't eat from it. I think I'd do pretty good. Right? Now, very sadly, at this point in the story, Adam and Eve have done what? Yeah, they've eaten from that tree. Oops. They had one command, one sentence Bible, they didn't follow it. And when they realize that they have traded in their relationship with God for their desires, for their wants, when they thought, you know, I know better than God. He doesn't know what he's talking about. They hide from God. And God just comes down to spend time with them. And for the first time ever since creation, God can't find them. Adam, Eve, Jordan. Taylor, Zach, Alejandro, where are you? Talk about it, bro. Come on. Where are you? I miss you. I've never not been able to find you. I've never not been able to spend time with you. Where are you? You see, we got to understand, our way separates us from God. Come on. Our way keeps us hidden. Come on, bro. Our way puts us in an unhealthy fear of God. Even verse 10, Adam answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. Mm. He was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Naked doesn't necessarily mean naked like no clothes. It actually means everything was fully exposed before God. Wow. The good and now the bad. Mm. And when you do something bad, what's our first rea- what's our first reaction? Hide. Hide it. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell everyone right now all the bad stuff I did mm-hmm. or I've done or I'm doing. 
I'm not saying that I'm doing that, but you get the point. Yeah. Yeah! We get ashamed of our wrongdoings. Yeah. And that, by nature, separates us. It even separates us from each other, right? Yeah. If we had some like issues in our relationships amongst each other, what would we do? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awkward when I'm hanging out with that person. Yeah, there's yeah, someone doing something wrong. Mm. That's the key. Yeah. You Come feel, on, we say, oh, I feel some type of way. Wow. Yeah, you're scared. Oh, dang. You're scared. Oh. Because the relationship's not right. Come and on, in the Nate. same way, we can't walk for God. We can't walk with God if our relationship is not right. Ooh. Talk about it, bro. Come okay. on. Maybe you're like, hmm, I think my relationship with God is pretty good. I don't know of any wrong things I've done. Well, that's awesome. Good for you. Like, seriously, because that's incredible. But then the question becomes this. Why would anyone want to walk with God? Mm. And if we are hiding from God, why would we want to come out of hiding to be with God? Come on. Oh, because he's God! That's circular reasoning. What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mm. The question then becomes this. Who is God? Ooh. If we don't know who he is, how are we going to walk with him? Yeah. yeah. Talk about why it. is he worth being in a relationship with? <laughs> right? Like, in the same way, you don't walk up to someone and be like, Oh my God, I want to be in a relationship with you and be best friends and know everything about you and you're awesome. That person would be like, you know me yeah. <laughs> and that you're weird you creep get away yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird right yeah. but if we do decide and we usually don't tell people directly but we decide we make a decision we're like, hmm, i want to get to know this person what do we do we spend time doing what getting to know them yeah. yeah so let's take a little bit of time real quick get to know god oh, oh, bro. let's go over here exodus chapter 34 come on bro exodus chapter 34 come on bro let's go bro and we'll pick it right here in verse 5. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Now, this is a little bit later on in the Bible. Mm -hmm. There's a man named Moses who loved God and had a great relationship with God. And he asked God, God, show me more who you are. Mm -hmm. God says, I will. Here's how God does it. Exodus 34, verse 5. Then the Lord came down. The Lord came down in a cloud and he stood there with Moses and proclaimed his name, the Lord. He passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet God does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Mm, come on, bro. Come on. This is God. According to who? <coughs> God. In this story, God comes down to Moses. A man, Moses, that God calls his friend. Mm, that's so and when he comes down to Moses, he proclaims his name. What does that mean? He says, hey, Moses, I'm the Lord. My name is the Lord. No, it's not, it's not the point is, do you know someone when you just know their name? No. Like, I know the name, LeBron James. Does that mean I know LeBron James? No. no. To know someone by name means you know Bless you. their character. You know who they really are. Yeah. You know how they're going to act. In different situations. If you're in need, how is that person going to act? Well, I don't know. It depends on the character. Are they mean and selfish? They're not going to help you. Mm. Their character would show that. Yeah. Or if they're kind and compassionate, what are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to have your back. Mm. If they're loyal, right? You see? Talk about it, bro. You know someone by their character. Yeah. yeah. God now comes and describes his character to Moses. Oh. Now, it's written in the Bible. 
Because God wants us to know about his character. Yeah. Well, what are the things? He is compassionate. What does it mean to have compassion? It means to understand someone's emotions, their joy, their pain, the highs, the lows, that we actually have a deep care for the state of people around us. It's to have compassion. God is gracious. What does gracious mean? It means when we mess up, he doesn't give us what we deserve, but he expects us to try, try, and try again. God is slow to anger. What does that mean? Have you ever, do you have a relationship with someone, anyone? Maybe your parents is my guess. That you always feel like you're walking on eggshells. You're like... Yeah. Like, I know that if I say the wrong thing or the wrong word or the wrong tone or the wrong thing or if I show up at the wrong time, I gotta watch their mood because if I say what they God, they step on me! They're so angry! That person who just gets or everything just is like a ticking time bomb. God, here it says God is. He's slow. He's actually slow to anger. So that means we can be ourselves around God. And he's not going to get angry at us. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yes. But does it say God never gets angry? No. Uh, no. Just so slow too. No, he's just slow to get there. Mm. Is anger always bad? No. No. Because no. you can be angry about the right things. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bro, you really let me down. You made me angry. I forgive you and I love you. Well, let's not do that again. Mm. Anger actually shows what we care about. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Abounding in love. Abounding is a weird word. Uh, another great way to think about it is overflowing with love. Mm. Does yeah. God like, oh my gosh, I love this half of the room, but I kind of ran out of love for this half. Oh, oh. oh. no. <laughs> no. So, so if you're on this half of the room, it's okay. It's all right. I'm, just exactly. I'm saying God's don't not be bad, like Don't be bad. Don't be bad. You're saying God's uh, not like this. Over, overflowing with love. I got new one. It means that there's 8 billion people on this earth. Yeah. And God has a love, enough love for each and every one of them. Wow. Wow. He's abounding in love. Well, what is love? Study it out. 1 Corinthians 13. Mm. Great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. It says here, God is faithful. What is faithful? Faithful means if he says something, he gon' come through. Oh, it's the best. Let me tell you what the opposite of faithful is. Frosted flakes. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Do you know people who are flakers? Oh, yeah. yeah. They say something, yes. but they don't come through. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. You're my cousin. <laughs> slow to anger, slow to anger. Yeah. 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 Right? You know people, they're not faithful. They're not faithful, man. And you know what? Have you ever been unfaithful? Have you ever, before we point, throw the stones at everyone else, have you ever said something to someone, I'm going to do it, I'm there, I have your back, and then, you know, Why you, I have, Why you, ask my wife. <laughs> Why are you pointing yeah. back on this, James? Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Here it says God forgives wickedness and rebellion. People who don't care and don't want to do what God wants. He forgives it. But... He forgives it so that we change. That's so true. Because he says, the last part, it says, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. Yeah. Imagine a God who lets people get away with murder. Woo. Like time and time and time and time and time and time, right? And there's no consequence for being wicked. Is that a God I want to follow? No, I want a God who gives justice. Yeah. Yep. I want a God who deals with what's wrong. And that includes me. Like, I'm, I could be part of that. 
right? So God is gracious. God gives mercy so that we change. But if we refuse to change, guess what's going to happen? We're going to get what we deserve. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. God's absolutely right to give it to us. Yeah, so true. And we actually think that our sins and mistakes only affect ourselves. Here it says it affects our children Damn and our children's children. Crazy. Right? The majority of us, we're just a byproduct of our parents. Yeah, so if we true, came huh? from a broken, abusive, terrible household, yeah. right? Then, well, how does that affect us? Well, we grow up in life insecure, not confident, and then we have kids and a family, and then what do we produce? Same thing. Same. Yeah. yeah. Because people didn't change and do things God's way. Yeah. And you have the chance to change that. Yeah. Come on. No pressure, huh? <laughs> Let's go over here to Micah chapter 6. I feel like we have a pretty good understanding of who God is. And if you want scriptures, like I have a whole list of scriptures. When it says God is compassionate, what does that mean? I got some scriptures there. Well, I was studying this out. I wanted to know God better. It says God is slow to anger. What scriptures show God is slow to anger? How do I know he's slow to anger, right? I encourage you. You can study this yourself. But what does God want from us? What does this God want? Come on, bro. Who are you want? Come on, Nate. Let me know, bro. Come on, bro. Matthew, or Micah, sorry. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Let's go. We're with you. God has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly. With your God. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. Do what's right. Have mercy for the people that hurt you. And walk with God. That's it. In a nutshell. Wow. How do I walk humbly with God? Well, the Hebrew word there for humble can also can be translated to prudent. Walk prudently with God. I feel like prudent is not a word that we hear nowadays. Hey, bro, how you doing? Oh, good, bro. I'm trying to be more prudent. Mm. <laughs> trying to be what did that dude just say? You prudent? You like prunes? What does that even mean? Yeah. You like prunes? <laughs> prudent is actually very simple. Yeah, I, Google it. Study it yourself. Don't take more for it. It actually means to think and plan ahead and remove all obstacles. That's all it means. Think, plan ahead, remove all obstacles. That's prudence. You used to be surprised how much it will help you in life. Bro, oh, for real. Yeah. Come on. Here's the thing. It's the only way to walk with God. Yeah. Wow. God is not shocked that we're busy. God isn't surprised. Oh my God, you have school. I understand. Oh, you have work. I get it. Ignore me, please. Oh, you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a family. Please ignore me. Pretend like I'm not here. Like that's not what God is saying. He's saying be prudent. Yeah. Be humble. Yeah. How about you plan to spend time with me because I'm important. By the way, I'm the creator. That's what God requires. That's yeah. it. in the Bible. Prudence. Come on, bro. How do I be prudent? How about this? Use a planner. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. Get one. Fill it out. And then use it. Yeah. And do it and stick to it. Yeah. How about, oh, bro, planner. Hey, guess what? Go on your phone. Yeah. Use some Google Calendar. Yeah. Set some reminders. And walk with God. Yeah. Come on. But I'm taking eight. 9 million hours. That's your fault. Drop a class. College isn't going nowhere. Yeah. 
Walk with God. Yeah. Come on, Nate. But, 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 is school your God then? I don't need the butts. Yes. Oh. Come on, Nate. Oh Come on, bro. With God. Come on, bro. Let nothing get in your way. Yeah. Not your phone. Mm. Not your social media. Yep. Not even your family. Not your wife. Not your girlfriend. Walk with God. Come on, bro. Come on, Nate. Bro, that's fire, bro. My second point. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Walk righteously with God. Yeah. We can walk with God. And we can be unrighteous. Let's go over here to the book of Mark, chapter 8. How do I walk righteously? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. With God. Mark, chapter 8. I'll go right here in verse 34. Come on, Nate. This is fire, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. Now, for in the Gospels, who's most likely speaking? Yeah, that Jesus guy. Kind of a big deal. Now, what Jesus is trying to do is he's trying to help people walk with God correctly, rightly. Right? And uh, he gives us some ways of how to do that. Let's pick it up. Walk rightly with God. Mark chapter 8, 34. Then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples. And he said, whoever wants to be my disciple, my follower, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? What can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory and of the holy angels. Mm. Oh, I love it. This is good stuff. If we want to be a follower of Jesus, according to Jesus, not according to Nate, not according to the church, the Bible is the standard. He says... You must. There's not like a plan B. It's not like, hey, can I take the tomatoes off? Can you like add some mayonnaise? Like, no, just like, come on. No, it's not how it works. Come on. You must. That's Jesus' word. Must deny yourself. Yeah. And carry your cross. Well, how do I deny myself? Oh my gosh, great question. Yeah. Yes. Bro. So here's the thing. If there's anything you want, yes, and it goes against what God wants. You don't do what you want, and you do what God wants. Oh. Yeah, it's not about you. That's it. That's self-denial. It's that simple. Yeah. That's it. If we just do that, it's not about you. It's about God. Dang. And do what he says, you'll be fine. Come on, Nate. All right. It'll yeah. be righteous. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, because I feel like I want a lot of money. No. Gain the whole world and go to hell. Woo. That's what he says. Dang. What will you exchange for your soul? What will you exchange for your walk with God in relationship? So true. Yeah. Come on. What's worth it? What's worth hell? Find your price. Come on, Nate. Preach that. Or bro. give that thing up and follow God. Yes. Come on, Nate. You know, a relationship with God requires hard work, sacrifice, yeah. proclamation, Ooh. and total <clears throat> commitment. Come on, bro. Who would ever do that just to be in a relationship? Man, that's what you do for school. Yeah, Ooh, so true. Come on, it costs you a ton of money. Yep, it takes a lot of time. You get really, really stressed. Oh my gosh. For what? A piece of paper that has your name on it and says you can do some stuff? Yeah. To oh, not even get a job. Good luck trying to get a job too, man. Yeah. That's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. 
Do you always want to go to class every single day and do all your homework? Absolutely not. No. But what do you do? The opposite. You deny yourself and you do it anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, come on, Nate. So you're willing to deny yourself for school. What about God? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, you're willing to deny yourself to go exercise and that hurts. <laughs> what about God? Come on, come on. You know, the best example of this ever is none other than Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Come, Come on, on, bro. Let's go over here to look at Matthew chapter 26. Oh, cool. Come, Come on, on, bro. Come on, Nate. And we'll pick it right here in verse 36. Come on, Nate. Come on. I like this one a lot. Matthew 26, verse 36. <laughs> the Bible says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. Yep. He said to them, sit here. I'm going to go over there and pray. He took Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, along with him. He began to be sorrowful, which is deep sadness. And Jesus was troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I feel like dying. Stay here. Keep watch with me. Going a little further, Jesus fell with his face to the ground. He prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Stop right there. If you read the rest of the story, Jesus is arrested and killed on the cross shortly after this. After a one hour flogging, he's whipped, his back is torn to shreds, he's made fun of, he's abused, he's spit on, he's mocked, he's bullied, and he dies. That's what's next. This is the next verses. Right there. We all know, being in America, the mm -hmm. most common thing ever, most religious phrase, oh, yeah, Jesus died for my sin. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus died for my sin. No, mm -hmm. no. Like, guys, like, he did not want. Yeah. <coughs> he did not desire to die for, for you and for me. Mm -hmm. See, I'm going to die for, like, we understand, right? Jesus didn't sin. Yeah. So what wrong did, yeah. what punishment did Jesus deserve? <coughs> nothing. 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 Yeah, so true, bro. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So he would look at this room initially and be like, okay, I have to go get spit on, disrespected, beaten, and betrayed. For people, they just want to watch porn. They just want to go sleep hey. with their boyfriend and girlfriend. Ooh. They want to hey. ignore me for school on, and bro. rush some frats and do all this stuff. Yeah. Right? And they don't even care to read my Bible, oh, learn the God. truth, for, and, and you want me to die for that. Oh, Come on, Come on. Come on. Yeah. I'll, nah. Dang. How about this? No. Yeah. How about that makes me... Jesus says, sorrowful and troubled. Mm -hmm. That's how he felt having to die for this room. Wow. Yeah. Says, yeah, that makes me sad. I don't want to do that. Yeah. He says, God, make another way. Take the cup from me. But I love Jesus. After he's being raw and real, what does he say? Not as I want, but as what you want, God. Yeah. And what did God want? The death of Jesus? No. Well, yes, but no. God actually wanted a relationship with who? Us. With us. That was the whole first point. Mm -hmm. God wants to walk with us. Mm -hmm. Except because we've made the mistakes. Because God has to deal out punishment for sin. He punished his own son. Wow. So that we could become his family. Wow. So that we could be in a right relationship with God. Yeah. Wow, so on, Jesus man. denies himself. He doesn't do what he wants, which is not die for us. He does what God wants, dies for us. And now we can be with God. Wow. So if Jesus says, 
Hey, you want to follow me? Deny yourself. Mm -hmm. What should we do? Deny her. Absolutely. Come on. Right now, sign me up. Yes. Where do I sign? Let's go. Yeah. I will follow you because I see you did that for me. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. You know, that seems hard perhaps for some of us. Mm. Seems hard because we don't understand how much God loves us. Let's go over here, Sacred in chapter 5. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. We'll pick it right here in verse 13. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on. Now, this guy Paul, he's a follower of Jesus, and he's writing this letter, Corinthians, to a church full of followers. And they kind of. They've created, like, boundaries in their walk with God. Like, I'll follow God, but only to this point. So they have, like, some, some limitations in their walk with God. And Paul is actually trying to get them to, like, remove those boundaries. He's trying to get them to deny themselves. Nice. And what does he use to motivate them? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible says, For Christ's love compels us. There it is. For Christ's love compels us. The Greek word means... For Christ's love controls us. There it is. Because we are convinced that one man died for all, therefore all die. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but live for him who died for them and was raised again. If following God seems hard, you forgot that he died for you. Yeah. You forgot that he didn't want to die for you, but did it anyway. Come on, Nate. Wow. It's that simple. Yeah. You either forgot or you're never in touch with it in the first place. Wow. wow. Come on. We became a church goer mm -hmm. instead of people who are on the cross. Wow. We talk about Jesus instead of joining him in a life of self-denial. Wow. Yeah. We say God loves us. We don't understand. That means he died for us. Sure, so we should no longer live for ourselves, but die for him. Come on, Nate. Let's go, bro. Him to die for me. You're lucky he died for you. Yeah. Yeah. Find out why. Come on. Study the Bible this week. Come on, Nate. Ask them, hey, how, how fast can I study out the cross? How fast can I study out Jesus' love? What do I have to do to live a life for him? Come on, yes. Nate. Find out what is sin? What did I do that Jesus died for? It's in the Bible. Read it. And then decide if you ever want to do that again. You can be different. But you have to get over yourself. Wow. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. My third point and my last point. Come on. Come on, bro. Staying in step with God's spirit. Yes. So we've talked about God. He wants to walk with us. We talked about Jesus who came down and died for us. But God is in heaven. After Jesus died, he floated on up there and he's in heaven. So how is God with us today? Well... If you read the book of Acts chapter 2, God sends the Holy Spirit down to live inside of his people. And as his people, we must stay in step with God's spirit. What, what, is, what is God's spirit? I think it can be kind of like one of those, like, um, what's it called? Myst, like mystical, like, ooh, God's spirit, like we'll never understand it. Ooh, it's so like magical, fairy tale. It's actually quite simple. Um, spirit is actually very simple. It's someone's thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. It's what goes on inside. Mm -hmm. That's your spirit. Can I see your guys' spirit? No. 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 But you can tell me what's going on in there. Yeah. And we can be joined in spirit. Yeah. Spirit. I can understand your thoughts, your hearts, and we can. I'll share mine, and then 
We can become one. We can be friends. We can be family. Yeah. What God's Spirit does, it allows us to know, think, and feel like God. Mm. It's God's Spirit. God's thoughts and emotions has come down to live in us. Let's go over here, Galatians 5. Come, come on, on, bro. Why is that important? Come on. Important. Come on. Teach us, bro. Come Galatians on, chapter 5. Teach us, bro. Come on. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Let's go, Nate. Come on, bro. Let's pick it right here in verse 16. My third point, staying in step. If we're walking with God, we got to stay in step with God's Spirit. Galatians 5, 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary or opposed to the Spirit. And the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. See, every day we're going to wake up. We get to, decide, get to decide how to think, how to feel, and what to do. And we're either going to think and feel how God would want us to and then do it. Or we're going to do things our way. But we can't do both. Because those things are, as it says here, in conflict mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an ancient Native American proverb or story that I believe best illustrates this. One day a father is talking to his kids, son and his daughter. And he says, son, daughter, inside of each and every one of you is two wolves. Yeah. A black wolf, a dark wolf, an evil wolf. Yeah. And a wolf that's white and good and pure. However, every day you feed one of those wolves. Mm. And one day the wolves are going to fight. Mm. Which wolf is going to win? Mm. It's the one you feed the most. Mm. Yes, talk about it, bro. So you're going to wake up every day and decide what are you going to feed? Yeah. God's spirit living in you? Or your own ways. Because right. when a time comes and you have to decide between those two, let me tell you what's going to be stronger. Whatever you fed. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you made strong, that's how you're going to act. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why I get so sad and depressed and I can't handle this. Let me tell you what you've been feeding. <laughs> your desires. Yeah. Your emotions. Talk about it, bro. Oh, come, come on, bro. Wow, I've overcome my, my sadness and my depression. Yeah. What have you been feeding? God's spirit in you. Let's talk about it, bro. Come on. You've been feeding the joy and the peace that God brings. Yeah, come on, bro. You've got to stay in step mm. with the Spirit. Come on, bro. Come on. Mm. You know, as human beings, I believe most of us, naturally, we're mentally lazy. That's true. Bro, call it out, bro. Right? It's true. What do we not like to do, like, if we have free time? Think. Yeah. Yeah. I want to think. You know what's I always, I always joke and I'm tired. I'm like, bro, I'm going to go home and stare at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just helps me. Like, calm down for like five seconds. Just, just got to stare at a wall. Right? This is why we like sleep and Netflix and video games. Or we like being around people who make us feel good. But what are we not doing? Thank you. Yeah, we're mentally lazy. We're naturally weak minded. Mm. And we enjoy it. Oh. It's a place of comfort and safety. But don't be surprised when there's no change in your life. Yes. There's a scripture in Proverbs. It says, as a man thinketh, so he is. Oh. Yes. The Bible, like you, like, you don't even need the Bible to tell you that, though it's there. It's true. Like, psychology has finally caught up to the Bible. For real. They're like, oh my gosh, your thoughts? Man, your thoughts become your actions. So we need to, like, 
help people think. It's psychology. It's the study of psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Like, congratulations, you, you're about 3,000 years late. <laughs> Solomon wrote that in Proverbs uh, in the year 970 BC. Like, yeah, as you think, so you are. What you feed in your mind will become who you become. Wow. Come on, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Be prayer. Or, sorry, be prudent. Be prayer. Be prayer. Yeah, that's, yeah, good. that's good too. Be prayer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little nugget. Be prudent. Watch your thoughts and take action. Come on, bro. You know when we tend to pray and watch our thoughts? After the mistake. Oh, we live in this world. Oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah that's your first mistake. You weren't. Oh, you weren't. Yeah. You thought after the mistake. Hey. Wow. You didn't get ahead of it. You weren't. We weren't prudent. Oh. Ouch, right. This is how we win. Mm. When we have complete control of our thoughts and emotions. Yeah. Talk about it, bro. Let's go over here. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. We're wrapping up here. Come on. First Corinthians chapter two. You guys still with me? Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Come on, bro. Haven't Come offended on, bro. you too much tonight. No. Uh, no, you haven't. I'm still here. Thank you. First Corinthians chapter two. <laughs> Let's pick up right here in verse 9. Come on, Nate. Remember, stay instead with God's Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, it says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. The Spirit even searches the deep things of God. Come on, bro. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit? Yeah. So what is spirit? It's actually your thoughts and emotions. That's it. Yeah. Who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way. No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. But we have received... What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Come on, bro. Man, that's incredible. So if you and I have God's spirit living in us, it actually says you and I can understand and know the mind and the thoughts of God. That you and I are going to look at the world and we're not going to think how people without God think. We're not going to make decisions how people without God make decisions. We're actually going to live a life in step with God's spirit that our thoughts and feelings become powerful, spiritual, godly actions. And if we do that day after day after day after day, one year will go by, two years will go by, Tenors will go by. We'll look back on our life and we'll be amazed yeah. at what God did through us. Yeah. What God did through His Spirit. Wow. You know, I remember when baby Olivia was born. <coughs> oh, talk about oh, baby Olivia. Even before she was born. Talk about it. We had this thing called a baby shower. Oh. What is that? Well, Olivia, or my wife Sam was pregnant. Olivia's not even here yet. And we loved her enough to throw her a baby shower. Huh. What's awesome is all of the other people who are friends and family and people in the church, they too loved my daughter before she was born. Yeah. And you know what they brought us? Gifts. Mm. That, that stroller, gift. I had no money for that, trust me. 
the diapers, the crib, everything, the blankets, the, she has dumb amounts of clothes that people just gave. And everyone was taking care of my daughter before she was even born. In the same way, as sons or daughters of God, we too get taken care of before we were even born. Wow. He prepared for us in advance. Yeah. Salvation. Mm. He prepared for our lows and, our, and the things we struggle with in advance by sending Jesus. Wow. He has this great plan to help us to grow called giving us His Spirit. Wow. Like God was totally prepared ahead of time to love His children. The same way that everyone was prepared to love my daughter. Wow. You know what's funny? Is we should expect kids to, in a sense, be like their parents. I don't know how many times I walk around and people are like, bro, she looks just like you. Yeah, you saw her, she's like, I'm like, I hope she doesn't grow a beard, because if we've got, oh, we've got oh, real problems. Here. <laughs> have you guys ever seen have you guys ever seen Olivia's mad face? Yeah. Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Cheslin. Dana's like our, our babysitter, she's like our nanny. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my daughter. It's like no mistake. That the kid is just like who? The have you ever like, have your parents ever showed you a picture of them as like a kid or a college student and you're like, oh dang, like, is that, it's like, it's like just like you, yeah, right? Nice. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So if that happens with our physical parents, why shouldn't we think, act, and talk, and be like our spiritual father? Yeah. Wow, come on, bro. So There's true. no excuse. Yeah. What was the description of God? Kind, gracious, compassionate, Slow to anger, yep. but taking a stand for what's right. Dealing with what's wrong. That's the description of God. That's who we need to become. Come on, bro. Yeah, come on. My brothers and sisters, if we actually walk with God, if we actually read the Bible, if we actually believe <coughs> that God desires to be with us, we're going to make every effort. We're going to let nothing get in our way yeah. of our walk with God. We're going to be men and women who are prudent. Yeah. If we desire righteousness yeah. and self-denial and God's ways above our own, yeah. I believe there's nothing that we can't do. Yeah. We can change. We can become better day after day after day, and God will use us through His Spirit to change this campus for Him. Yeah. My brothers and sisters, let us walk with God. I love you. Thank you very much. Oh,